Get ready to be jolted out of the ordinary and into a world where conversations are charged with intensity and facts. The Lightning Strike Talk Radio with your host, Mohammed Fahim, broadcasting live from the heart of the city on Chicago's Progressive Talk Radio, WCPT 820 AM. Welcome to a radio show that charges through the airwaves with an electricity like no other. Here's your host, Mohammed Fahim. Good morning, Chicago, and good morning to the world now. We have got a lot of people listening to us from around the country and, and uh, from different countries now. I'm getting some good messages, and thank you all for, for listening in. You're tuned in to the Lightning Strike on Chicago's Progressive Talk Radio Station, WCPT AM 820. With me in the studios today again is uh, Ken DeLuc. Howdy, folks. And also... Tyree Pipkins. Good morning, everyone. Okay. And uh, John Arena is actually going to a Bears game today. So John is <laughs> probably going to be uh, calling in and uh, and talking with us. Uh, we have a power-packed show today, folks. Uh, going to be uh, quite a few lightning bolts going out. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, please feel free to call in. The number to call in is 773-763-9278. Again, the number is 773-763-9278. This morning, actually, we wanted to talk about uh, the pharmacy benefit managers and their role in how we uh, in America are paying the highest possible rate for uh, medications. Uh, it seems that average uh, Americans are paying about $1,200 more per year uh, compared to any other country. And the role of pharmacy benefit managers, the middlemen, we wanted to talk about that. We also wanted to talk about the high cost that the city of Chicago is paying to defend lawsuits against the city. And this is just to defend uh, Chuck Gowdy of Channel 7 had a great expose on that uh, last week as to how the city is literally spending upwards of $60 million every year just defending lawsuits that have been filed. So we wanted to talk about all of those things this morning, and then uh, suddenly this happened. The United Nations had a resolution to call for a ceasefire in the war uh, between Israel and Gaza, and uh, not just Palestine, just that region of Gaza. And uh, the United States vetoed the resolution. And uh, there has been a lot of talk going on, and so we're going to be starting to uh, talk about that today. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, feel free to call in. Uh, remember, folks, this is our country. We call it a government of the people, for the people, by the people. And this show is of the people, by the people, for the people. Uh, I wanted to start off uh, again with uh, a statement uh, by Senator Bernie Sanders on uh, the floor of the House the other day. So let's see what Bernie uh, said about uh, what's happening in the war in the Middle East. And uh, we'll get your comments in. Again, feel free to call in the number 773-763-9278. And uh, if we can hear what Senator Bernie Sanders has to say. Uh, Madam President, uh, I listened carefully to what Senator Scott and others have said about the barbarous act committed by Hamas against innocent men, women, and children, Uh, the mowing down by machine guns of young people who were doing nothing more than attending a dance, the murder of babies. This is an horrific, horrific act precipitating a worldwide crisis And the United States of America, all of us, condemn this act. And in my view, the state of Israel has the absolute right to defend itself against Hamas and terrorism in general. No debate on that. But what I ask my colleagues to also consider is that why we fully appreciate the horrific attack by Hamas against innocent people of Israel 
I ask you also to understand that right now there are hundreds and hundreds of thousands of innocent men, women, and children in Gaza who have lost their homes. They've been thrown out of their homes. They have no food. They have no water. They have no fuel. And I remind my colleagues that half of those people are children. Half of the people in Gaza are children. So yes, we are united in doing everything we can to destroy Hamas and their terrorism. But I implore you, do not take Hamas's inhumanity and brutality and terrorism against children who are three or five years old. I ask you to think for a moment. Think about it. I have a state, represent the state of Vermont, 630,000 people. A million people, most of them are poor. They got nothing to begin with before this whole business. Gaza was one of the most desperately poor places in the world. Youth unemployment, 75%. Many of their people depended on the UN for basic survival. So what I'm asking people to take a look at is to understand what our country is about and what our country must not be involved in is making the horrific and miserable situation in Gaza even worse. Many of the families, and again, these are people thrown out of their homes. They don't know where they're going. They don't know who will accept them. They don't know if they're ever going back to their homes. And they're poor to begin with. And do we really want to deny those people aid from the UN and other agencies to feed the children, to provide water for them? Is that really what we are about? So, of course, it goes without saying that we have got to do everything that we can to make sure that not one nickel goes to the murderous Hamas organization. But at the same time, we have got to stand with the innocent women and children in Palestine who are suffering today and are facing an almost unprecedented modern humanitarian disaster. So, Madam President, today in the midst of this crisis. Okay, folks, uh, that was uh, Senator Bernie Sanders on the floor of the House uh, last week uh, talking about what is happening in the Middle East and what we as a country have an obligation from a humanitarian point of view. Ken, uh, you uh, wanted to have a comment on that? Yeah, um, you know, since this has happened since October 7th, I wasn't really sure on what side, if any, that I would be on. And you have to understand that when Israel was attacked, it was a horrific event. But I I feel really uh, empathy for the Palestinian people right now because when... Israel decided to attack. They told everybody in that piece of land, go north. We're going to be attacking the south. Now they're moving and attacking the north, and there is no place for anyone left to go, which they're not pursuing this uh, endeavor of trying to rid the scourge of uh, Hamas in an appropriate manner at this point. I am fully aware that something needs to be done, but I don't agree at all on where the Israeli uh, people are, or government yep. is taking a, a, a lot of uh, concerned folks. Uh, we have uh, been receiving messages like crazy to, to bring up this issue. And uh, again, if you have any comments, please feel free to call in. Like I said, this, the lightning strike is a show of the people, for the people, by the people. Uh, we are not uh, funded by any corporations over here. And uh, the number to call in is 773-763. 9278 or 773 763 WCPT. And uh, coming back to the UN resolution recently uh, asking for a ceasefire, uh, I want to see uh, what the, the United Nations chief had to say because the U.S. was the only country 
that vetoed it because we have the veto power. And here is the president of the United Nations talking about the resolution and why we needed this resolution. Excellencies, the situation in the Middle East is growing more dire by the hour. The war in Gaza is raging and risks spiraling throughout the region. Divisions are splintering societies, tensions threaten to boil over. At a crucial moment like this, it is vital to be clear on principles, starting with the fundamental principle of respecting and protecting civilians. I have condemned unequivocally the horrifying and unprecedented 7 October acts of terror by Hamas in Israel. Nothing can justify the deliberate killing, injuring and kidnapping of civilians or the launching of rockets against civilian targets. All hostages must be treated humanely and released immediately and without conditions. And I respectfully note the presence among us of members of their families. Excellencies, it is important to also recognize the attacks by Hamas did not happen in a vacuum. The Palestinian people have been subjected to 56 years of suffocating occupation. They have seen their land steadily devoured by settlements and plagued by violence, their economy stifled, their people displaced, and their homes demolished. Their hopes for a political solution to their plight have been vanishing. But the grievances of the Palestinian people cannot justify the appalling attacks by Hamas, and those appalling attacks cannot justify the collective punishment of the Palestinian people. Excellencies, even war has rules. We must demand that all parties uphold and respect their obligations under international humanitarian law. Take constant care in the conduct of military operations to spare civilians, and respect and protect hospitals, and respect the inviolability of UN facilities, which today are sheltering more than 600,000 Palestinians. The relentless bombardment of Gaza by Israeli forces, the level of civilian casualties, and the wholesale destruction of neighborhoods continue to mount and are deeply alarming. I mourn and honor dozens of UN colleagues working for UNRWA, sadly, at least 35 and counting, killed in the bombardment of Gaza over the last two weeks. I owe to their families my condemnation of these and many other similar killings. The protection of civilians is paramount in any armed conflict. Protecting civilians can never mean using them as human shields. Protection civilians Protecting civilians does not mean ordering more than one million people to evacuate to the south, where there is no shelter, no food, no water, no medicine, and no fuel, and then continuing to bomb the south itself. I am deeply concerned about the clear violations of international humanitarian law that we are witnessing in Gaza. Let me be clear. No part. Okay, folks, so that was the United Nations chief uh, speaking uh, recently. And uh, if you have any questions, comments, again, feel free to call in 773-763-9278. My name is Mohammed Fahim. With me in the studio today, Ken DeLuke and uh, Tidy Pipkins. Again, you're listening to The Lightning Strike on WCPT 820 AM. The number to call in, 773-763-9278. We've got uh, Amin calling in. Amin, uh, good morning and thank you for calling in. Good morning, and peace be with you. You know, one, I have two things I would like to say. First of all, you know, I'm always hearing about Israel has a right to defend itself. But isn't Israel there in most of Palestine a military occupation? So shouldn't Palestinians have a right to defend themselves? I never hear anyone say they have a right to defend themselves after a 70-plus year uh, military occupation. Why is it no one ever talks about that? Well, uh, you you have a wonderful point over there. Again, folks, uh, we want you to call in and give us your thoughts on what is happening and how we as a country are responding to the war in the Middle East. Again, uh, the number to call in, 
1-800-242-2478. Amin, thank you very much. And when you call in, please keep uh, your comments short. Go ahead, Amin. I have one other point, is that we are actually fooling ourselves when we think that there's some type of moral factor behind this. Because if we look at this whole thing from the historical perspective, not stopping at October 7th, but going all the way back to when the Zionists first decided that they wanted Palestine for their homeland, we would know, and we have uh, historical proof to show it, that the whole, the whole agenda from the get-go was to eliminate the Palestinian people. So the genocide is not, you know, something that people are thinking or some type of uh, conspiracy theory. And the United States got involved into it because the Zionists tricked them to get into World War One, and the promise that was so they could fulfill their promise to give the Zionists Palestine. And one last thing I'm going to say, you know, they say this has been going back thousands of years. But again, if you go through history, you'll find that in Palestine, Muslims, Jews, Christians, and even atheists were living in peace. The problem did not start until the Western powers decided to give Palestine to the Zionists. That's where the problem is. And America has a hand in that. America has bloodshed, blood on its hands for that. Well, I mean, thank you so much for your comments. And again, folks, uh, you are free to call in with your comments. We are not going to be censoring anyone's views on on the show. So it's your show. Feel free to call in and, and chime in with, with your comments on this. Again, uh, this is something that is, is so worrying at this moment now. Where Where is this thing going to end? That is my question. OK, and uh, Tyree, what is your take on this? Well, my take is it's just very heartbreaking and tragic that basically your things are getting a lot worse. We're trying to stop terrorism and stop a war, but yet going after children and women is just insane. Like they had civilians have no part in this. If you're trying to pr- save your country or try to promote peace, then you need to do that against the enemies that are actually attacking versus trying to kidnap a bunch of innocent people thinking they're terrorists when they have nothing to do with this. It's just sad and tragic that it's getting worse by the day. Well, uh, the the defense that uh, the Zionists are putting up is, oh, we don't know who the... uh you know, who are the Hamas and uh, they are sheltering behind women and children. So we are going to go uh, like we were discussing <laughs> before the show started. Right. Let's say that uh, uh, the south side of Chicago has a gang problem mm-hmm. and uh, the city of Chicago, the United States government says, oh, we're going to get every single gang member. OK, and we're going to go bomb every building on the south side of Chicago because these gang members are hiding behind the people in, that are living on the south side. Yeah. And they busted down to rubble to get 50 gang members. Yeah. I mean, does it make any sense, folks? So we have to hold our government also accountable, okay? And uh, again, I want your input on this. We will be coming right back after a quick break and uh, you're listening to the Lightning Strike on Chicago's Progressive Talk Radio Station, WCPT 820 AM. Looking for the right talent or a job seeker searching for your dream career? Look no further than the Center for Strategic Solutions, your workforce solutions expert. Our experienced team at the Center for Strategic Solutions is dedicated to connecting employers with top-tier talent and helping job seekers find opportunities that truly align with their goals. We're more than just consultants. We're your partners in success. Ready to take your workforce to the next level or land that ideal job? Contact the Center for Strategic Solutions today at 1-847-306-9274 or www.cfssus.com. The Center for Strategic Solutions, empowering employers and job seekers for success in the heart of Chicago. Good morning, folks, and welcome back to the Lightning Strike uh, with the... 
my co-host in the studio today, Ken DeLuke, and uh, our intern, Tyree Pipkins. This is Mohammed Fahim. The numbers to call in, 773-763-9278. And uh, we are going to go back and follow up on what was happening with Eric's case, who has been in prison for something which is so minor. He's been in prison for over 16, 17 years now. And uh, Michelle Alfano has been following up on, on Eric's case. And I want to bring uh, Michelle back in. Michelle, good morning. You are on the air. Good morning, Mohammed. Thank you so much for your vision. So I'm here to tell you an update. So Eric did, since the end of October, he has done 28 days in solitary confinement. And, of course, he's out of confinement now, but suffering very extreme PTSD because he's afraid they're going to come and get him. This is especially true on Friday afternoons. Mm -hmm. The tactic is they lock you Friday and then they all go home for the weekend and no one can even find you until Monday. So we're going, we're experiencing, he's experiencing that. And um, when they put you in solitary, something is going on at Newton Correctional called white torture. And white torture is where they put these glaring industrial fluorescent lights on you for 24 hours a day. And you're, you're all surrounded by these white walls. So it's this glaring effect that produces headaches, blurred vision, very painful to your eyes. And, of course, this is recognized around the world as a psychological torture and a violation of human rights. It's a very brutal way of punishing someone. And what is the punishment? It appears that the Department of Corrections in Iowa has the intent to deter Eric's protected right of freedom of speech because, as you know, Mohammed, Eric called you and he had a phone call with you Mm -hmm. uh, preparing for us to speak. And because of that, you've now been blocked. Uh, They are not allowing Eric any phone calls with any journalists. And uh, I argue to you that that's a violation of Eric's freedom of speech because he has the right yeah. to speak about his own case. Yeah, that and is something. So uh, fighting, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. That is something, folks, uh, that uh, we want to focus on uh, in the in the next uh, next episode of the of the lightning strike. We're going to have an attorney actually uh, do some research, come and talk about uh, what are the. First Amendment rights of people who have been incarcerated. I mean, are those, are those rights uh, still available to them or not? Can they speak up or not? And uh, how can we as a society address these issues to where people actually come out as productive citizens from these so-called, quote-unquote, correctional facilities? Are they really correctional facilities or are these facilities being used to torture people uh, and make a living for some of these the prison industrial complex, which, uh, by the way, I mean, uh, we have been saying this, that the average cost is about 80 billion dollars per year that we are spending keeping people incarcerated. That is crazy. And we're going to follow up uh, also, uh, Ken, with the impact that... uh, this incarceration has not just on the person who is incarcerated, but uh, the extended family that they leave outside. What is the impact on them? Right. In fact, we're going to have on the air shortly a lady whose uh, grandson is currently incarcerated for reasons and the time he's serving is completely inappropriate for what his infraction was, but we're not going to go into that so much. And also um, the gentleman's... uh, 10-year-old or 9-year-old son is going to be speaking to us about uh, the the hell that this guy has been gone through. Now, we just mentioned that um, Eric has been in solitary on and off for like, uh, what, she say 28 days? 28 days. 28. Yeah. 28 days. Now, this, yeah. this, this other guy, who's uh, his grandmother and his son, are going to speak with us shortly. He's been in solitary for over 15 months. I couldn't even imagine what kind of hell that he's gone through. So um, we'd like to uh, 
bring on board. Um, yeah, I'm we'll, not going to uh, mention their names because I don't want any uh, blowback to go. To yeah, because uh, I, I think, uh, you know, they are listening to us out there, okay, in Iowa. And uh, they are trying to get back on people who want to speak up. Uh, we'll take another quick break and we'll come back uh, with... Uh, you know, with the lady and her grandson. And Michelle, if you don't mind, please uh, stay online because we want to yeah. put this thing, uh, you know, and throw some more lightning on this. Absolutely. Hey folks, did you know there's a program in Illinois that if you qualify for it, would allow you to get solar installed in your home at no out-of-pocket cost? The benefit to you would be a reduction of your electric bill, possibly as high as 30 to 50%, and more importantly, you would take out the uncertainty of almost guaranteed future price increases imposed from your electric company. If you'd like to see if you can qualify for this program, call Kendall Luke at 312-617-8979. That's 312-617-8979. Help us save the environment and change that electric bill burden. Welcome back to the Lightning Strike with Mohammed Fahim. Good morning, folks, uh, and welcome back to the Lightning Strike. Mohammed Fahim here in the studios with uh, Ken DeLuke and Tyree Pipkins. And uh, let us uh, get back and uh, talk with this lady who's calling in, whose son has been uh, incarcerated in, uh, in, in, in the prison system in Iowa, which is crazy. And it is not just happening in Iowa, folks. It is happening all over the country, including in our city of Chicago and IDOC and all of that. And we are going to be reaching out to some of the people who uh, are in prison over here also and see what our prison system is doing in Illinois. And uh, good morning, uh, Michelle, if you can uh, please introduce uh, yep. your guest. Yes, so uh, this is a grandmother that I met at visiting at Newton Correctional, and she's going to tell us a little bit about the impact of her son being incarcerated in Iowa at Newton Correctional and how that has impacted not only her as a grandma, but her grandsons. So, Grandma, take it away. Good morning. Um, first of all, let me tell you thank you very much for putting this information to light to the public. You're very this welcome. Is subject, this is a subject that most people are, they're like, they're in prison, throw away the key, they need to spend life there. Until it happens to you, you're involved in the system and you see these horrific outcomes. Um, how it's affected me is I am... It's my son that's incarcerated, and he has been through horrible, horrible things, but it's my grandchildren. At first, they were allowed to visit their dad, and he sold custody of them, and they let them visit, and then when he got to Newton, they took away everything, and they even took away the ability for him to have pictures of his children. And it's been about three years, and uh, and um, what they're doing is they're causing this new group of children that's called silent victims, mm-hmm. and they take them away from the ability to see their fam, their fathers, their mothers. It happens in all the prisons that I know of, and these children are having horrible outcomes. It's affecting them with their sleep, with their schooling, with education, with life. Um, when these kids come from small towns, it's even a little worse because you have some parents that think they know the case and what's happened, and they're talking to their children about things that children shouldn't know about. Mm-hmm. And you have children that are mentally abusive to the children at school. And so it, it impacts, you know, I'm a registered nurse with a master's degree. I spent my whole life helping people. I worked multiple states, had a multi-state license. I have worked with all sorts of areas of nursing with a perfect record. And um, for it to happen in my own home is so devastating. Had to take an early retirement, had to use every penny 
I had saved for retirement. I couldn't work anymore to keep these children stable. And um, it's just horrible. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you uh, mind if uh, if you could uh, have your grandson uh, come and say a few words as to what he's going through? And how old is he? Sure. Um, he's nine years old, and actually he went before the DOC board. Okay. And he spoke, and he's on YouTube on a DOC meeting, and it had been affecting him so badly. He's like, Grandma, I need a lawyer. Grandma, somebody needs to help me and my brother. Well, his older brother is now 12 years old, and he's so angry. And these kids have been in therapy, and he's so angry and devastated of what has happened to them that he can't even talk on the air because he knows he will be inappropriate and angry, and uh, that's not a good thing. No, well, I I mean, uh, you know... Uh, we definitely want to hear from him if he could, because this is, folks. Here's the here's the point. Okay, if we are going to be holding someone accountable for what they have done against the norms of society, yeah, hold them accountable. But at the same time, now you have to realize that you are punishing entire families for no fault of theirs. I mean, come on. In, 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 in this world, in, in, in today's, you know, in this century, why are we going back, you know, hundreds of years and uh, torturing people like this? Um, Grandma, and I'm going to call you Grandma because I don't want to mention your name on air. Um, am I uh, right in understanding that um, your son has not seen um, your grandson in three years? Correct. That's crazy. Correct. And, well, here, he would like to talk to you. Okay. So, um, good morning. My dad, first got moved, my dad first got moved to the Allison, Iowa prison or jail, and then he got moved to the one in, um, what's it called? Another one. Another one. And then he got moved to Fort Dodge. And then he got moved to Newton. We got to see him only two times. We got to see him in Allison. In Allison, and I can't think of the other one. Okay, that's fine. Um, um, I don't really know why they won't let us see him. We can't talk to him on the phone. We can't do that. I, me and Angel have been in therapy ever since he went to uh, jail. Uh, so about four years. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, let me let I, me let me ask you this, okay? Uh, the last time that that you were with your dad, what kind of dad is he? Is he a loving dad? Yeah, he is, he wouldn't hurt any of us ever. Okay, and so when when you are going to school now, do your uh, you know classmates and others come up and uh, bring this thing up that hey your dad is in prison or something? Do do they harass you? No, sometimes. But... Okay, and. Uh, How, how's uh, grandma dealing with you now? Do you love your grandma? Yeah, and a does lot. Your, does your grandma love you? That is the question. Yeah. Okay, so grandma, what are you planning for, for Christmas uh, for your grandson today? Well, um, today I am actually going to meet you because I have a, re- a schedule. Okay. And they, you know, I want to thank the Angel Tree Prison Program also because Yesterday, they went to the Angel Tree Prison Program, mm-hmm. and um, they got to, you know, have pizza and sing songs over in Mason City. And if that wasn't for them doing a few things, these kids would really be in trouble. But um, it's a bad time of year for them because that's when their father was arrested, and they watched this happen. And... Uh, 
there's a lot of rough memories for these children on the way it happened. Okay. And, uh, Sounds good. I I hope and and wish uh, that uh, you know you guys uh, get to have wonderful holidays uh, in spite of the challenges that your family is facing. Thank you again so much for calling in, Michelle. Thank you uh, yeah. for bringing You're in uh, you know grandma and 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 grandson to talk about these issues, yeah. folks. And uh, uh, Ken uh, has a couple of uh, points on this, uh, Michelle. Um I know last week you were able to give out some phone numbers that people can call in uh, reference to Eric's uh, situation and hopefully uh, yeah, on this situation. Number. Could you uh, repeat those numbers for us so somebody wants yeah. to? So, so last week I asked people to call the governor of Iowa, and many people did, and that was so helpful, as well as the attorney general. So I'm going to, again, give you two phone numbers to call this week. So get a pen out, and and these phone calls help us so much. Um, so this week, I'm asking people to call State Senator Ken Rosenblum. His number is 641-295-6551. He is the state senator who oversees the Jasper County District where Newton Correctional it is and and where this white torture is going on. The other state representative of that district is John Dunwell. His number is 515-281-5383. And I think when people listeners say, well, why should I care? Well, for one thing, your tax dollars, our tax dollars, are paying for this horrible torture and, and horrible treatment. For example, at Newton Correctional, two-man cells that were built for two men are housing three men. So we have a, a very bad overcrowding problem, and I would guess that it's a fire hazard. And this mm-hmm. is causing people high levels of stress that never goes down because you're, it's, it's inescapable stress. Um, another reason to care is that most of these people who are incarcerated return to society. They don't get life sentences. They mm-hmm. get 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, but they will be returning citizens. So and when they, they are, when they come back out into society, they will be so badly scarred that uh, it will take them years of therapy and which they cannot afford to become normal again. That's exactly correct. And you're assuming that they could afford therapy. But if someone yep. comes out with uh, certain charges, they, nobody will rent to them. Nobody will give them a job. They are shunned and demonized in society. So getting therapy is the last thing on their list. They're trying to find housing. So it's a really serious situation that really does ultimately impact all of us. And I I would echo the the words of John Lennon. All we need is a little bit of love here. I would encourage people to think about when we look at these returning citizens, instead of always focusing on what's wrong with them and, and, and really looking down on them, maybe it would be nice to say, well, what's right about them? Let's well, that's something uh, positive. On, on that thought, uh, Michelle, thank you so much for calling in. And, uh, folks, we will continue to, to follow these uh, stories about this uh, convictions and what can we do. And recently also in, uh, in Chicago, Channel 7 had a, uh, had a big expose on the massive impact of wrongful conviction of legal cases in Chicago and how much the city has been paying to defend our, uh, itself against wrongful convictions uh, and uh, there's a database that is tracking 23 years of wrongful conviction lawsuits, and it's showing that this crisis has already cost Chicago taxpayers hundreds of millions of dollars. Civil rights attorneys question why the city continues to fight the cases of those who have been declared factually innocent. 
not even uh, guilty. Uh, the Truth, Hope and Justice Initiative is hammering its message now to the city of Chicago and Mayor Brandon Johnson to deal with what it calls as an emergency now. Chicago, they say, is the wrongful conviction capital of America. We're going to look at this data, understand the data, make recommendations, uh, working with key stakeholders with the city, and then we are going to take the same approach and go to municipalities and cities across the country. That is what the Truth, Hope, and Justice Initiative is talking about. And if you have any questions, concerns, feel free to call in. The number to call in is 773-763-9278. You are tuned in to The Lightning Strike on Chicago's Progressive Talk Radio Station, WCPT AM 820. With me in the studios today, Ken DeLuke and uh, Tidy Pipkins. Uh, John Arena is uh, going out to visit and uh, watch the, the Bears game today. The Bears are going all the way to the Super Bowl this oh, year. Oh, man. Yeah, you wish. Okay. <laughs> well, I did last season. <laughs> and you wish and I wish. Uh, we'll take a quick break and uh, come back on the other side of the break uh, with the lightning strike. Or a job seeker searching for your dream career, look no further than the Center for Strategic Solutions, your workforce solutions expert. Our experienced team at the Center for Strategic Solutions is dedicated to connecting employers with top-tier talent and helping job seekers find opportunities that truly align with their goals. We're more than just consultants. We're your partners in success. Ready to take your workforce to the next level or land that ideal job? Contact the Center for Strategic Solutions day at 1-847-306-9274 or www.cfssus.com. The Center for Strategic Solutions, empowering employers and job seekers for success in the heart of Chicago. Welcome back to the Lightning Strike with Mohammed Fahim. Good morning, folks, and welcome back to the Lightning Strike. Uh, this show is not funded by any corporates or corporations or advertisers at this point, folks. So if you would like to support the Lightning Strike and keep uh, this thing going on the air with us, please visit the Lightning Strike website, which is tlschicago.com. Again, the number is uh, the address is TLS. Chicago.com and uh, you'll see a quite little button up there saying donate. So see tlschicago.com forward slash donate and you can make a contribution, a little donation to keep the show yes, on the air. Please do that. I need a new pair of shoes. Okay. And uh, I, I need a, a new pair of, uh, no, I don't need shoes, man. I, I come here with uh, wearing flip-flops. Okay. Uh, but jokes aside, uh, this would allow us to keep the show independent, folks. And your support is uh, vital. And uh, I would like to thank uh, quite a few uh, listeners so far who have sent in small contributions. You don't have to send us a million dollars, okay? We're not looking for a million dollars to keep the show, uh, even though, uh, you know, I wanted to give a new Lamborghini as, as a gift uh, to to Dylan over here who manages the boards. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's, he's showing me his thumb like, yeah, go for it, man, <laughs> okay? Uh, the, the, the folks, uh, again, the, the idea is that we want to keep it, a show for the people, of the people, by the people, quite simply like that. And uh, throw some light out there on uh, social inequities that is happening. And also appreciate some of the good things. So we have the Person of the Week segment that we do every week. And uh, this week we're supposed to have uh, one of the aldermen, uh, you know, Lamont Robinson, to come in and talk about uh, what he's doing in the city of Chicago. Unfortunately, I think on Sunday mornings these aldermen are either sleeping or they're in church. So he's unable to to call in. Uh, we'll see if we can uh, record something from uh, the older men for for future shows, and uh, and play it. Especially, like I said, some of these people are definitely uh, on Sunday mornings. Uh, they're they're sleeping or they're they're in, they're in church. Okay, and uh, again, uh, if you want to call in, the number is seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. Ken, I also wanted to uh, throw some light today on why. The United States is paying the 
highest amount for prescription drugs of any country in the world? Well, it's pretty simple. They have a powerful lobby that funds politicians. You know, you got to give credit to Joe Biden when he came up with that um, the IRA Act, and a part of that was to make insulin, which typically would cost thousands and thousands of dollars per year, down to what was it, thirty-seven dollars a year for mm-hmm. people who need yeah, insulin. So thirty some, can, thirty some, some, some dollars now. Yeah, if we can get same, you know, that same type of uh, program involved with uh, the drug companies, they're not going to starve. I mean, just. You know, whatever it costs them, and they say, oh, it's because we have to do the research. Well, the research doesn't involve paying the CEOs of those companies hundreds of millions of dollars. So I'm sure there's some room for uh, for trimming that budget. And uh, most of the research, folks, is actually paid for by our tax dollars. Okay, So these guys come in and say, oh, it costs us a billion dollars to get this drug to the market. No, uh, you know, a lot of it is funded by, by taxpayers also. Uh, the role of the pharmacy benefit managers is also coming into focus now. Uh, these are middlemen who are negotiating with the pharmaceutical companies uh, and working with the insurance companies to come up with uh, better pricing. Uh, speaking of that, uh, December 15th is when you have to uh, go in into healthcare.gov. December 15th is the deadline. Uh, to select uh, a, a health care plan also. And they make it so darn confusing, Ken. It is amazing. Uh, Medicare enrollment just ended on December 7th, and you had everybody and their uncle advertising Medicare plans. Now, we have Medicare. As an American, I have paid into the system and once I receive, uh, you know, once I reach 65 years, then I am uh, eligible to collect uh, and get some health benefits from Medicare. Uh, Tyree, you are you're a young man. you got a ways to yeah. go for this. Okay. <laughs> uh, Ken, you are coming up on Medicare shortly. Yep, in uh, April. Okay. And uh, then we have these companies advertising like crazy. Okay. United Health recently has uh, been pulled up for false advertising. Okay, uh, just happened like uh, like yesterday, <laughs> and uh, you keep on hearing this uh, anytime that uh, you know I, I go on YouTube or something. This ad pops up that hey, you want to uh, get a today is the last day. This is how the ad is set up. Today is the last day to claim your benefit for free groceries. You can collect up to $3,600 per year for free groceries that you can go to any grocery store. Now, there is a twist to that. There's, nothing is free in this world. Remember this. And these are the middlemen now who are trying to sell these Medicare plans. And then you have got the Medicare soup out there, okay? Medicare Part A, Part B, Part D, and then the original Medicare, the Medicare Advantage plans, why can't we make it simple, folks? Ken, why do you think this, all of this is happening? Is it just because of uh, the lobbies? Sure. Yeah, I mean, the insurance industry there, if you'll notice any uh, skyscrapers in any uh, city in the country, they all have insurance names attached to them. It's, uh, and I used to sell insurance, so I, okay. I understand, you know, but they, they, they're super powerful, and uh, people who want the money, they bow to their... Uh, they're higher gods, as it were, and, you know, uh, the people's voices need to be heard. So write a congressman, write a, somebody to, you know, express your views if it's important to you, because that's the only way it's going to change. Well, that's the only way it's going to change, folks. Get involved. We have an election coming up. Make sure that you research the issues, you research the candidates. And uh, there is a lot of things going out out there, especially people, uh, you know, beating down on, on the Democratic Party. Uh, think about it for, for a minute, folks. Most of the uh, benefits that we see, including the five-day work week, okay, the 40 hours per week, these are all benefits that have come in because of unions, Okay, we've got to support unions in the country, folks. Unions are what has kept this country on an even keel uh, for a long time now. Just imagine if we did not have union support for our workers in this country. Where would we be today? And again, 
we have to pay attention to the candidates. A lot of people are beating down on Biden. Oh, he's old and he's not doing a good job. Yeah, what is the alternative? Compared to what? The three most famous words ever. Could you imagine if somebody else was in the White House now where we would be? I mean, it, it's really, really scary. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a tough position uh, for Biden to be in because he is beholden to uh, certain people also and certain groups. Uh, let's not, uh, you know, uh, brush it under the rug. Every politician that is out there is beholden to certain extent to a lobby. Okay, but we as the people have the power to go in and make a difference. Folks, the average voter turnout in our country is about 20 to 25 percent. That means that we are letting the tail wag the dog over here. Keep on listening to the lightning strike every Sunday morning. Go to our website also. We'll be updating more information on the website as the elections start rolling in so that you can get to know about candidates and the issues. And if you can go and vote and elect the right person to represent you, things will change. There is no such thing as, you know, this lobby and that lobby putting in millions of dollars and supporting this candidate and that candidate. At the end of the day, it comes down to how many votes are actually being cast. And if you have not registered as a voter, please go ahead and register if you need help again, let us know. We'll be more than happy to connect you with the local registration, you know, registering authorities in, in, in your county, or you can go to the State Board of Elections and you can register over there. There are numerous ways of registering to vote and then numerous ways of actually voting. You can vote by mail. You can vote early. There should be no excuse for not registering and getting your vote out there. That is the most fundamental right that is given to us by our Constitution. Let us make sure that we use that right. You're tuned in to The Lightning Strike on Chicago's Progressive Talk radio station. If you would like to support us, please visit www.tlschicago.com forward slash donate and send us a small contribution. You can contribute anything from $5 on to $5 million, but the $5 million will go to Dylan's account, so we don't want to make that happen. And my shoes. And and for uh, Ken's shoes. Thank you very much for listening in. Sunday mornings is always a pleasure to be with you. Uh, Tyree, thank you for joining us. And Ken, thank you. And uh, John, I hope that you are going to have fun at uh, the Bears game. Signing off today, folks. We'll see you next Sunday morning, 9 to 10 on WCPT 820 AM.